Welcome to Tanks Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hello. Hello, Ben. Again, hello. Hello. How would you like to start this podcast with a quiz? Oh, yes. Let's start the podcast with a quiz. <laughs> How far is the hike to Machu Picchu? 16 miles, 27 miles, 47 miles, 2,659 miles. Where are we going from? <laughs> the hike. Is this a Camp Zero, or is it from where I am currently? Fuck knows. Is Bing tracking my location? Might be. Well, I'm going to go 2,000 miles. 2,000 miles. Oh, that's wrong. It says, oops, try again. 16? Oops, so try again. It just lets you try again. Yes. This is a terrible 27 quiz. miles. 27 miles. Which of these is a popular tourist attraction in Iceland? Blue Lagoon, Deer Cave, Marlborough Castle, Mykonos. <laughs> That's not in Iceland. Um, Deer Cave? Yeah, either that Deer. or... Yeah. yeah. Oops, try again. Marlborough <laughs> Castle, did they have... I thought they just had like. Malbrook doesn't sound have... very um, yeah, Icelandic, like does it? Like Go for Blue Lagoon, Scotland. name. I thought it was like Canada or something. Oh, it is Blue Lagoon. Hooray! Okay. Hopefully, this is the last question. Last question, yeah. How tall is the Eiffel Tower? 1,047. <laughs> yes, it's the size of a uh, semi detached house. <laughs> 1,047 feet, 1,063 feet, 1,476 feet, 1,821 feet. I think it's 1,476 That's what I was going to say. Oh. We're both wrong. <laughs> 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 um, Brilliant. We'll go for 1,800. No. No, 1,063. One yes, there we go. What was it? Okay, I'm not doing it anymore. It's 1,063 feet. Right. Why I, I are we doing the quiz. a Why are we doing a quiz, Lucy? We, we are doing the quiz because Xbox got rid of Xbox Live Rewards. It's now Microsoft Live Rewards, and you can get it in the most shameless way possible <laughs> by visiting Bing, doing pointless quizzes that <laughs> <laughs> you can get wrong every single time. You still get points. And for still get points. It's yeah. fucking <laughs> it's absurd. Like, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be able to buy some games with my uh, <laughs> newly acquired knowledge of that the Eiffel Tower is 1,063 feet. That's it. Oh, that's a tip, not the architectural, because that makes a difference, but there you go. Yeah, I, I pass. Mm. Not a clue. Yeah. Not a clue. So, let's talk about beer. Let's talk games. about some beers. But that seems <laughs> shit that Xbox, you know, that Microsoft are kind of you know, swinging their dick around and changing things up for uh, just for Xbox <laughs> peoples. To be honest, depending on how the points um, convert, if it's... Someone's drilling outside. I'm going to have to close the window. This is a right shambles. Someone's drilling outside at quarter to ten at night. You don't know the area I live in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. 
maybe they're trying to break into a. I can I can hear it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe they're trying to break into a car, or. <laughs> it's not know. that bad. God, it's a house that you're breaking into, not a car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we drink a beer? Should we ignore the? Yeah, drillers? you crack one open I'm whilst I open. shut this window. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to drink. Do you want to explain to the listeners as well why? This is audio only. Oh, I didn't do that, did I? Yes, it's audio only because we've tried to to record this podcast uh, three or four times, and for some reason, I think it's my internet just being a bit rubbish today. Uh, we tried to do a video, we tried in a couple of different ways to do a video, and we've reverted to the old style of just a little audacity recording over Skype between the two of us. Just a little Skype call and audacity recording, rather than all of the faff of video recording and all those sorts of things. So maybe if my internet improves at some point, if that is the problem, there may be another problem, I don't know, but if that is the problem and it improves, hopefully we'll come back next week in video format. But uh, but for this week, if you do watch us on YouTube, you'll just have to go back to your podcast service of choice where we reside always we're always on your podcast service of choice whether we're in video or not we will always be in audio so lucy i'm gonna crack yes. a beer open yes so am I. um it's been a nice hot sunny day so i am going to crack open from Cloudwater the ipl cashmere Oh, yes. Is that a blue can? It is a blue can, yes, yes. Mm. And it says this IPL features a 12 gram per litre dry hop charge of new season cashmere. We used a flavoursome traditional continental pilsner malt to complement the clean presentation of the Bock yeast. So the yeast is WLP833. The aroma hops are cashmere and uh, motueka. The bittering hops are pilgrim CO2. And alpha extract and the malts are shill pills, caramel pills, and caramel hell. Hells. Hell. Just hell. Not just hell, not hellers. Not hellers, just hell. Uh, weather like this, sometimes it is great just to have a lager. Yep, yep, completely. Yep. completely. Yep. And also in weather like this, it's also good to have a sour. That's Ooh. what I'm having. It's called Detroit Sour City from Twisted Barrel Ale and it's a dry hop sour 4% nice, so something light yeah. to start yep, I've had quite a few sours today, Yeah. Uh, one or two had one from Cloudwater Rhubarb Sour that was really nice um, and I had a mango sour from Chalton who <laughs> apparently only do sours which was interesting to me. Oh. Apparently. I don't remember having anything else from them other than the sour, but yeah, that was nice. It was quite it's quite sweet. Mm. A lot of, quite a few of the sours I've had recently, they've they've towed that line between like puckering puckeringly sweet and no sour and just having that kind of sweetness just to ease it off. So that's been nice. Nice, nice. It can be a good balance when you've got that um, when you've got that going on, rather than it just being sort of pure mm. sourness. I imagine the rhubarb one had a little bit of sweetness, but maybe a little bit more bitterness to it. Uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, sweet and fruity um, to balance that off. But it was kind of like piney and resinous, so I guess that's 
you know, probably where the bitterness came from as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so this IPL, this cashmere, it's a lot more orangey, a lot more amber than sort of a standard lager. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it's not quite translucent. There's a slight haze to it. Not much, you know, not the same as you get in a lot of the IPAs that we, we've we been drinking as of recent, uh, yeah. as the style has kind of gone towards. But it, it's got a slight haze to it, which you, I suppose expect a little bit from, from Cloudwater. Mm. It's got a very nice, light nose. We're getting those, getting fruits coming through on there. There's a little bit of a... Ooh, what is that? There's something else coming through on the nose as well that's that, that's pulling that sort of fruity sweetness back very slightly. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. That's easy. That's so easy to drink. There's... Yeah. Like, there's no... You know, there's, there's no bitterness to it. Mm. You're, you're kind of hit almost straight away with the malts rather than maybe the the hops and maybe the hops are kind of backing it up backing the malts up and it says that they um they were uh, trying to complement the the yeast and the the malt with that cashmere hop so there's a lot more coming from from maybe those two than from the hop and that is being used just to push that through but the 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 kind of the fruitiness that you get on the the nose whilst it's very light kind of it doesn't disappear in the flavor and it's maybe a little bit of a stone fruitness that's coming through. Right. But that malt coming through and that, that kind of comes in. It's very smooth. It's very kind of, it, it's not a, a clean kind of crisp lager. Mm. It's definitely a little more viscous. It's a little thicker. So yeah. treading more towards a, a consistency of an IPA. Uh, yeah, more consistency of an IPA rather than the IPL that it is. Yeah. Um, Rather than a lager, but that's that's very very easy. Yeah, I found that when I had it. Um, I saw that it had quite a lot of carbonation. Um, yes. It, but, yeah. But it's not one of those, you know, like your massively produced lagers where they're very gassy and hard to drink at a certain point. It's very yep. very very easy drinking. It is. Yeah. Mm. Completely. Completely. It's really smooth. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Very nice. How's the twisted barrel sour? Yeah, it's it's good. Um, it, we've been sitting here trying to sort out technical issues for mm. some time, so it's a bit bit warmer than I'd rather yeah. drink it. But it's still pretty nice. Um, it's not. It, it starts off like quite sour, and you're just about to like pucker, mm. but then something's just stops it at the end something it can't really explain it but it just tapers off that sourness pretty quickly um it's it smells it kind of t- tastes this is going to sound very negative but like a little bit soapy okay but it's not it's not a bad thing i was looking to see if there's like any coriander or something in it and i can't see any that anything like that in the ingredients but i don't know i don't know if it's just that is very maybe Sophie's not the right word to use. Maybe like floral or mm. herbally or something okay. like that. But um there's definitely something to it, um, that's a bit different from your regular sour. Yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it. 
interesting because I know we use soapy occasionally when we have sort of certain beers that uh, you know when we talk about things like coriander uh, yeah. going into beers, but maybe it does just edge that line with maybe a more herby uh, kind yeah, of flavour profile. Yeah, mm. I think that's what it is definitely. Mm. It's, it's quite dry for me. It's, it, it's like the sourness and just you know the overall flavour it kind of cuts off and it just leaves that kind of herbally afternote that aftertaste to it but yeah it's a decent sour nice. certainly not my favorite but hey you're not gonna go wrong if you like if you like your sours it, mm. it's quite it's really light so yeah it's quite hazy very cloudy i can't see through it at all actually straw colored head's just gone um not too much carbonation but yeah it's it's a decent sour you could session this if if you're into sours and on a hot day like this as well, nice beer to start off. Mm. Nice, nice. Um, this uh, just one more note on this um, IPL Cashmere. The more I drink it, the more that carbonation kind of kicks in, um, mm. and almost the crisper it comes across. It's still not that very uh, light sort of cleanness that you get uh, with a lot of of lagers or, or pilsners, but. It, that that crispness is definitely being lifted by uh, by that carbonation, and I don't know whether it was because um, you know when I first poured it, I kind of expected it, but that carbonation has stayed with me, and it's still there in the glass. You know, I've still got a you know a, a small bit of a head, maybe sort of like five mil or something like that, uh, but it's still it, you know it's still carbonated. There's still a lot of bubbles rising up from the bottom of the glass, and it it kind of it, it's so. I say I was gonna say it's so dry. It's not. It's not super dry, but mm-hmm. almost. I don't know whether it's that carbonation working through quite quickly and taking everything away quite quickly. Um, but that flavour lingers very slightly. But you're reaching quite quickly mm. to to have another uh, to have another sip. Yeah. Um, I know six percent is maybe not session strength, but it feels like it could be a very easily sessionable mm. beer. So, yeah, really yeah. good. Enjoying this, a perfect, perfect choice for a hot, muggy day. Yes, yes. Can't remember the last time I had a stout or porter. It's mostly been sours. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I've been uh, picking up a lot more, maybe um, not not cheaper lagers, but a lot more, um, a lot more lagers and pilsners, um, sort of like supermarket ones. You know, yeah. the the. The kind of the cheapy out ones that you get in Audi and stuff, which have been perfect yeah. for for you know for the hot days. Well, they're not, yeah. they're not, mm. and they're only like, like one pound fifty or something. Or something yeah. Like that, yeah, for like five hundred mils of yep pilsner, it's not too bad. Exactly. I, a, I went to a Lebanese and uh, Syrian restaurant on Tuesday. They just, I had no idea what the beer was called, but um, yeah, when it, we were just like, do you have any beer? And he's like, we have Lebanese beer. Brilliant. Like, yeah, just try it, and, but yeah, it's actually pretty decent. Mm. I'd drink that if I was on holiday in Lebanon. It's not likely to happen. <laughs> you <laughs> but, plan your next yeah, trip there based just on that beer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice and you know creamy, and it's not too carbonated or gassy or heavy mm. or anything like that. It's. I don't know anything about making beer, but making a good lager can't be that hard. Why don't Carling do that? <laughs> <laughs> or Heineken, perhaps. Yeah. Um, do we should we go into that now? Let's stay away from that. Let's stay away from that. Mm. Lucy, you've been on some travels this week. You've been out and about and gone to nice things. Uh, 
Only once, only once this week. Um, I did go to the Wolf in Birmingham, my hometown. Um, they had a four pure tap takeover. Uh, the first fifty beers were free, and that's why obviously I was there. <laughs> but <laughs> they have some quite nice beers on on tap. Um, had a decent range. I can't remember the names off my head, but they had a a sour which had no, it was a goge that had seaweed in it. Yeah. So it was a bit salty. Salty goes like I like that, but this one wasn't quite to my taste. It was a decent beer, but. If had to grade it, it'd probably be like three out of five or something. Um, they had a just a normal IPA called Nugget, or or it might have been a Golden Ale. That was nice. That was four uh, percent, easy drinking session beer. Mm. They had a very nice nine percent stout, um, Imperial Stout, uh, called Nightfall. I'm surprised I remember all this. Yeah, yeah, you're doing quite, quite well. Beers, it's two yeah. out of three. Yeah, unprompted. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, that was really nice. You couldn't tell that was nine percent. Mm. I had about three of those, and it's like I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, really good. Really, what you want from a stout like mm. thick, viscous, velvety, um, velvety. Yeah, mm. lots of coffee, a lot of chocolate, but it wasn't heavy at all. Um, obviously, they're only sending it in small portions. I think it was maximum a half yeah but um yeah it was really good uh they had i think the my one of my favorites that it was called norcal like as in northern california oh, yeah. Yeah. um that was just a normal ipa i think that was about six percent that was really nice it, it, they got so much like fruit out of the hops in that one so that was probably my favorite mm. What else? I'm sure there was another sour. Was this um, so? I, I I seem to remember mm. they they're sort of touring the country, aren't they? At the they moment, they are, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, showing they're off sort of a lot of their beers. Did I read right that that most of them are collaboration beers between people, or was I? Am I not right in that? Mm, I'd like to say you were wrong, but you may well be right. I Isn't just saw beer, free <laughs> beer, and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't think they were. Because I'm sure, sure that would have been showcased a bit more. So yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe it's just something that I made up in my brain. Yeah, I'll have a quick look at my untapped and see. Because I know that um, they're at um, Wild Beers Bar in Bristol, or maybe they have mm. been already, or will be yeah. at some point in the future. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those that I'm like, oh, I really want to go, I really want to go, I really want to go. And then mm. when the date comes up, you're like, I've got so much to do. Yeah. To yeah. prepare for a wedding that I can't leave, not allowed to leave the house. <laughs> They're doing them in cans though, which is a good thing. So it's okay. not, not going to be a one-off. Yeah. So you'll be able to pick them up in cans. Uh, for God's sake. Can't find it. How do I, 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 I can. It's just very, very hard for me because I've already drank so much in between. It's loading <laughs> between now, <laughs> between Tuesday and now. I've already drank enough, so. That's Come on, load. Yeah, I'll 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 uh, bring them up. But yeah, you can just if anyone's interested, just Google for pure uh, continental tour, mm. and you'll see the list of beers. So yeah, well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. It's continental. Maybe I was thinking that it was collaboration tour, but it's continental uh, tour. Yeah. That's I think where I'm uh, I'm confusing mm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I think some of the guys from Four Pure, or at least one of them, was there. And yeah, it was it was good. They're offering raffle tickets, giving out freebies. Oh, nice. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I, I I love it when these things come to. It's just. It's just feel good, isn't it? Like yeah, definitely. They're just like okay, you can have a day where you just put, you know, six of our nine taps is going to be all your beer. Obviously, you're all going to get some money from it, but yeah, of course. Know, give something. Give gives people something different to try because, to be honest, I don't see a lot of four pure anywhere. They, they got like their standards. Um, mm-hmm. One in the blue and the red can, just those. Yeah, they're in they're in the Tesco's IPA. as well, aren't they? Some of their mm. some of their cans. Yeah. And like their, uh, the one with the bear on it, and their juice box. But I don't usually see many of their, you know, seasonal ones or ones that they just bring out randomly. So it was good. I was really enjoyed it. Yeah, nice, nice. I'm. Mm. I know that the um, bottles and books, um, the bottle shop in Bristol that I frequent most of the time now. Mm. Um, they, I, I picked up a juice box from them a few weeks ago, and it's one of the first times I've actually seen it in Bristol. Um, yeah. But I, I've got sat on the shelf um, the juice or deuce, the deuce box, which nice. is a double version of an orangey beer, Ooh, which I think was about eight nice. percent. Only came in a three thirty mil can, which is a bit disappointing oh. considering mm. juice boxes in a massive five hundred mil one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's sat there, sort of ready to go. Uh, yeah. I would have drunk it tonight, but I didn't really feel like I've, you know, had a few beers. We're recording after the England game, um, so I've already had sort of three or four beers. So I didn't really fancy, you know, the, it's only a couple percent more than than this one, but it makes all the difference if you've yeah. listened to our our <laughs> Cannibal yeah. Run episode. Yeah. I so. couldn't believe how rough I felt the next day. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know. Yeah. I um went on my stag do this weekend, and yeah. we went to Cardiff and did a load of activity, did did an activity through the day, which is brilliant, went canyoning, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, Then we went out in Cardiff and um, none of, Cardiff is great. None of my friends um, and family who went are into the craft beer scene. But Mm. obviously knowing that I am, they tried to, uh, you know, to hit a few places. Uh, So we went to, we went to, uh, we started off in Brewdog because it was the first place. Yeah. We almost got dropped yeah, off there, right by you know, off of the minibus. That's where we got dropped off. And so we went like to Brewdog. A Kiwi bar, like near there as well. So when I went there for like a New Zealand match, it was nice. This is World Cup and everything. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. This is your um, stag, dude. So we went to yeah. yeah. So we went to this is your stag. Um, we went to um, yeah, we went to Brewdog. Had you yeah, had. Uh, you know, Brewdog brewed beers. Started. I started on a couple of session beers just to ease myself in because we'd already obviously mm. been drinking at that point on the minibus on the way in. Uh, and then we hit a few uh, a few bars that did a lot of uh, you know craft beer and stuff. So I was kind of in my element and picking a few different beers. Had some really fantastic beer. Um, we then went and ate, and I ate so much fucking meat that I just <laughs> couldn't move. My friend and I shared a, a platter of just ginormous proportions. Uh, we then went to another couple of bars, had another couple of beers, which then, because I'd so full of meat, didn't sit quite well. Um, mm. And there was a couple of beers which I had. I can't. I can't remember. I can. I can picture the uh, uh, the badge <laughs> on yeah. the tap, and it had a beaver on it. And it was. It said oh, was that it, it was a pale ale. No, right. it wasn't. It said <laughs> it was a pale ale, right. but it was so so bitter mm. that if I'd have had that 
as maybe one beer by itself, I'd have been happy. But whilst mm. I drank, I, you know, at that point I'd had about ten pints, and it just yeah. didn't sit very well at all. Uh, mm. We then went over to Tiny Rebel, yeah, to their tap room, and we walked in, and obviously they've got all of their beers on tap. There's the the fridges are full of other brewers' mm. beers, and you know. And I'm looking over it, and I just couldn't decide what I wanted. And I ended up with some kind of, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the Cloud Water. It was about 4% session mm. beer, and I drank that, and that didn't sit right. So I tried one of the Tiny Rebel beers, and that didn't sit right. And then we just we just switched to vodka and rum after that. So well. <laughs> that was I was a, about to say, probably when things aren't sitting right, that's the time to go home. But well, now you just went in the completely opposite no, direction. No, there was there was there was dancing to do. <laughs> uh, so we switched we switched it up. But I think I felt I, I think I felt just as bad as I did after the Cannonball Run. I definitely really? didn't feel worse. Wow. I don't know what it is about the Cannonball Run. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. But it, it just it yeah. just knocked me completely. And because after you know, on I the Sunday it, yeah. on the mm. Sunday of my stag we travelled back, mm. came back to watch the England game with a couple of friends at my place and had a, a few uh, we had a couple of cans of cider, I then had a few right, beers right. in the evening. Mm. After the cannonball run, I didn't want a beer for about two days. Yeah. No the weirdest thing for me is that I went to like a tap takeover with like uh Magic Rock. And they had all those. They had mm. the Neo, they had the Unhuman. They had all of those, and I had, like, all three of those, plus a pro- probably about another three, four, five, you know, half pints yeah. amongst that. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> happened then. It's probably because we went until, like, 2 a.m. shouting about <laughs> Xbox on PlayStation. Probably. If you lasted... Every, Every annoyed gamer on the internet feels every morning. Probably. And that's why they're angry every day. That's it. And they don't don't even drink. They just get angry <laughs> about shouting about Xbox and they don't even have that It's excuse. a hangover from that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Uh, if you lasted, listener, uh, through the cannibal run into hour three, well done. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. There was some yeah. there was some quality uh, conversation going on at that point, I think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't really remember no. very much. Should we talk about some games? Well, you can. Right. Uh, I've got I've got one game that I've I've played through, um, which is a mobile game. But Lucy, hmm. I've started Celeste. I, I should remember we're not recording video. I'm doing a very happy <laughs> shake, a very happy shimmy, little happy shimmy. Yeah, on PC. Did you buy it on sale? No, Steam it's sale. it's on it's oh. on sale on PlayStation. Oh. Even better, yeah. Because you know, controller. It completely. I saw it on um, on sale in the Steam sale, and then thought, oh, I wonder if because PlayStation constantly rotate their sales. I thought I'd see yeah. if place it's on PlayStation. You know, I'd just have a look, and it was. Um, they started like a digital only sale, uh, which started okay. which started yesterday. In fact, I might check that out, actually. Yeah. I, I also picked up the sexy brutal as well, oh, which a lot a of people game. have yeah, which a lot of people have said is really good. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that one was only maybe a fiver. Uh, Celeste was eleven or twelve quid, I think something around yeah. about that. Okay. Um, but yeah. it was it's one of those that uh, you know, both you and um, Sam at Good Chemistry have spoken so highly of it, and you know, and the the games industry kind of at large. Have spoken mm-hmm. so highly about it 
that I was always going to buy it. You know, I just just that that twenty five percent off was just that yeah, kind of that tipping point, I yeah. suppose, to to kind of pick it up. I think if we'd have sure. got to maybe November and it hadn't mm-hmm. have been on sale, I'd have just paid for it full price then and just yeah. sort of played through it then. Um, That's the thing. It's like you know you hear people talk about it or. Unless I buy a game day one, I, I don't buy it for several months until it's yeah, on sale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because if I didn't want to play it, you know, close to launch date, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, obviously don't want to be paying full price for it because by the time I actually get around to playing it, it's going to be on sale. So, yeah. You might as well wait. Yeah. But, Completely. Yeah, that's an and, and still for that game. Uh, I mean, unless you kind of want to be part of the initial conversation. Yeah. Uh, about the game and, and chatting with everyone whilst the you know whilst the hype is real, which, which I don't care for. It, it, exactly, <laughs> you, you kind of you don't need to yeah. to worry about that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I suppose for us, it, it's it's you know even though we podcast about games and we are part of larger kind of gaming communities, we're sort of the kind of people who should be playing every game day one to chat about it and all of those sorts of. Mm things but i think we find that we're much more reserved in our sort of in our purchases and we you know we know that we can go and buy a game on day one that we will enjoy it's not often that i buy a game on day one which i'm not lukewarm on but which i have kind of you know like differing thoughts that i'm like hmm. ah, i don't really yeah. know it's maybe not the it's maybe not one of my favorite genres i think i'll enjoy it but actually i'll wait hmm. until the reviews come out and then i'll hear what people have got to say about it and then a few weeks have passed and then you think well actually i'll wait a little bit and then yeah. i'll go and buy it on sale and then maybe you've picked it up and you talk about it and you say how much you enjoy it and that gives you a bit more incentive but then You've got other things to play. And then another few mm, weeks pass, and yeah. suddenly you get just get to that point where you've just got to think, right, I've just got to play this game. 25% off, bam, done. i just got to play this game. <laughs> I've got to get it done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're old, so yes. we grew up in the age where things weren't... You couldn't just get it automatically. You True. Know? You couldn't just yeah, get yeah. it straight away. So it's like, even because I, I, I'm understanding of people who are like, oh, I really want to play this game, I, or... Like I want to play this game without spoilers and mm-hmm. this and like, it's like Detroit was like that for me. I was I was like I'm never gonna buy this, like immediately. I'm yeah. gonna see how the reviews do if it's, you know, critically lauded or critically panned, whatever. But it came and it went and it's like oh, I'll play that game. I'll play it eventually. But I'd rather wait for it on sale at this point. Yeah. So I, I I I nothing's been spoiled about it because apparently the story's not too compelling anyway. It's just stupid robots being stupid robots <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's you know everyone who i've seen has you know spoken highly of it and i think people are sensitive to spoilers nowadays more very so. much you yeah. know except if you're you know people are arseholes still well, uh, of course but Facebook i mean Facebook or Twitter, like, oh, i mean you know like, some of the lengths that um you know people go to just from some of the gaming groups we're part of or, or uh, entertainment groups that we're part of, the lengths that people go to to avoid even trailers so they don't have mm-hmm. anything kind of spoiled for them and they'll just boycott absolutely yeah. every piece of marketing material that they can uh, so that so nothing is, is spoiled for them, so they have that kind yeah, of very clean experience. And if you if you want that and you don't want to kind of engage in that 
initial instant. Yeah. I suppose, or at least in the build-up towards something, even if it's you know in that initial instant as well. It's very easy to. It is. It's very easy to. Like I, I was, I was on the phone call to my mate today, and he was just saying how we watched uh, Get Out like from oh, like, yeah. a week ago. It's like that's something I want to see, and I have no idea what the general conceit is, and and it's you know being talked about it was uh, nominated for. I don't know what do you call them, Oscars and all that yep. crap. But it's like I awards, have no idea mate. Awards, awards. Nice. I have no idea what that film is about. It's very easy to avoid spoilers of yeah, any kind. Yeah, yeah. Very easy. You know, it's like I was speaking on the Duck Hunters group um, about Westworld, mm. um, and I had only it, it, I didn't realise that those people had a. Uh, finished the whole series because I didn't know the whole series had finished. I was still on like the penultimate episode. So, so I was like, I had no idea that they were talking about the last episode. And I still don't know what the last episode's about. Brilliant. So, yeah. That's good. That's exactly what you want. Our, um, our Westworld watching has paused whilst, um, whilst Love Island is uh, on. That leads me quite well into the second game I've played because I've played a mobile game whilst Love Island's been on. I was gonna thought thought you were gonna say you were playing like some dating sim on mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Love Island the game. Uh, no, there, I have not. There been definitely that. is one. I'm oh, sure. there is. They 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 show adverts really? for it during <laughs> no, Love they Island. Don't. They do. <laughs> they really do. I think it's a it's obviously a dating sim. I don't know whether it's kind of the graphic novel esque dating sim. I don't think it is. But what dystopia are we living? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, an excellent dystopia where at least there's good beer. Society might that. be going to shit, but at least there's good beer around. Yeah, that's what we'll need. Yes. When we're all Mad Maxing yes. in the Thunderdome. Yeah. yeah. Um. I know you've played this because we've we've had a very brief discussion on it, um, but I've been playing Agent A. Um, yeah. It's a a kind of um, a escape room slash point and click point and just point Touch. on your phone, yeah. just point um, <laughs> yeah. game where you have to just solve uh, puzzles. It's. I think it's five episodes, and the fifth episode is yet to release, but it's said it's mm-hmm. coming later this year. So I've only played the first four episodes. Um, I think it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, because um, I started it at, like, episode one. I don't know how mm. it happened across it, but um, I started at episode one, and then it's, it's, this has been ongoing for maybe three years or something. Really? I, I played it, a, yeah, I played it a long time ago, the first episode. And what was... um. What was, I wouldn't say disappointing, but back then you knew you were only playing the first episode. Yeah. It was a work in, work in progress. Um, they did say five episodes from the start. But it was a case where I played one episode and then I had to, unfortunately they didn't carry over the saves for quite some time. Until oh, I right. maybe episode three or four. So it was like every time I played it I had to play over the same like episode again. Oh, uh, I had to go through one. T- it it was, it was annoying, but mm. it's 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 just because the episodes were spaced out so much. It's like you, you know, you were still reliving it again. You sure. probably forgot the puzzles and everything like that. And it's and it's good enough. 
to um, had played it over and over and just a testament to the fact that I was willing to put up with that crap and play yeah. it over and over again just shows that it is a pretty decent game for free is it? yeah it I'm pretty sure free. it was free yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's I think it's Yak and Co yeah something like yeah. that yeah I've got yeah. a very good memory when it comes to developers <laughs> I'm actually surprised I can't um, remember beers but I can remember developers yes yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's it's kind of this um, spy based um, I, I don't know whether it's set uh, like in the modern era but it kind of has this 60s vibe to it yeah, uh, the, kind of bond almost vibe, yeah, yeah yeah but almost kind of a, a, a very tongue-in-cheek kind of take on it as well in, yeah. in some of you know quite cliche in yeah. some of the things that it wants you to do uh, which which works quite well for it uh, you know art style kind of like the Jetsons were like that kind of aesthetic. Almost, yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, and it, mm. it, but it, it is almost the Jetsons aesthetic. You take away the sci-fi thing, and it's still that stone-walled, mm. uh, you know, fish tank, giant fish tank yeah. in the in the house. Uh, you know, you have your your room, which is centered around this really fake fireplace, which makes it look like it was built in 1850, but it was actually built in 1950. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it kind of has that aesthetic to it. None of the the, the, the building, you, so the first two chapters happen in, uh, in a house, and the building makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's got two staircases for a start. Why would you do that? You know, utilize your circulation space, but... I, the you can Yeah, you can tell yeah. I'm busy with work, can't you? Um, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense in terms of the way the building works. Uh, the, the puzzles are compelling, and it keeps you going through. I mean, maybe only I picked up on this. It might not have been anyone else apart from maybe people who design buildings. But I'm constantly going through this chapter thinking, this is the most stupid fucking layout for this house ever. Yeah, I didn't think that. I was like, oh, there's a cat there. <laughs> yes, there is a cat. Yes. <laughs> okay. I might, yeah. I might have to give them a, a message and say, hey, do you need some kind of architectural advice for the next game yeah. that you want to and make? Be like, we have a level designer. Uh, do you know how to code? And Ben will just never reply <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a beer in the fridge Sheila. you'll delete your twitter your email facebook <laughs> yeah, can't be traced you'll be so ashamed yeah. that's it that's it but the um the, the other thing about playing it episodically was that uh like they obviously made the levels out and mm. put like all the things that you'd be interacting with in future episodes in the um so and like playing episode one, there'd be like a door there with a puzzle on it, which is only accessible in episode two. Yes. Um, once you get something, and playing that, you know, sequentially, like before the episodes were all out, it was it was sort of became a red herring. It's like, mm. what's this door for? Why can't I access it? Oh, it's going to be in the next episode. That was a bit of a. That was a bit rubbish too. It was, but that only lasts between the first two episodes. The first two episodes both happen in the house. The mm. the third episode is then a single room uh, right. with a... Uh, I'll try not to spoil it, but it's a single room which you have to escape from. The um, the fourth episode is a like a base. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a series of rooms, a couple of outdoor sort of areas and things. You do then, in the fourth episode, go back to the house mm-hmm. to pick up a few things. 
but obviously you've already been there at that point you're not you're not kind of still working out puzzles it, it takes you back there but other stuff that you weren't able to do or weren't able to kind of um, open up in the first yeah. two episodes it, it kind of appears so it's not something that would have caused a red herring in those first two episodes it's new yeah. for episode four so i think they've obviously learned from the first two episodes mm. and how they laid that out within the uh, within the subsequent episodes and hopefully the fifth one obviously builds on all of that because uh, yeah. i think if the fifth episode comes out and it is uh, you know, you're not having to revisit all of these areas. You go into a completely new area, and it's a little bit of everything from all of those episodes. I think it can be really good. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I've really enjoyed the game. Um, it, it's just, I think, as a cohesive experience, like playing chap- chapters one through five all as a one package, it's probably the more ideal way to um, experience it. So yeah, if I think so. Wondering wants to check it out, I'd just advise them to wait until the fifth episode's out. It's kind of like um, how I view Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But Kentucky Route Zero is a bit different because those episodes are so... That game's so weird and quirky. Mm. You can honestly play each episode separate of one another because I don't think there's any through line. I don't know what's <laughs> going on in that game. It's so, it's so heady and f- f- philosophical that and something about each episode just like captures the time like even though it's set in some weird like Kentucky Rust Belt you know country dirt road it somehow still captures like contemporary times in each episode yes. which is yeah, yeah. really weird it's really strange they're bringing that to Switch oh really? Is, yeah that game, what, that must, nice game must be like five years old now Four it's years old, old, maybe? I remember playing the first episode ages ago. Yeah. I can tell you what happened in that. It's just... It's 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 the sort of same way I'm conflicted with, like, Agent A. Agent A is a good game. I think mm. it's a very good game in one package. Is Kentucky Route Zero best experience in one package? I don't know, because every episode seems so different from what I remember the last one to be. And... Does playing them all is that is that going to be a cohesive story? I don't even know. Like, mm. I have no idea. But yeah, it's coming to Switch. What a weird game! It's just yeah. I'd love to know about the de- development process be- behind these two games. Is this? I think cardboard computer make uh, Kentucky Route Zero, and they they put out these small little vignettes in between each episode. I'd love to know what's you know what what that developers like life is are they just was it a student project at the first was it oh we'll do this in our spare time when we can Mm, or something like working on other games for other studios or something maybe yeah yeah are we or are we just like did we have kids in between these yeah yeah. stuff like that it's just interesting to see what the thought process was or Mm. or it could just be like oh let's try something out oh it gained enough traction okay we'll carry on making it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the simplest explanation is often the uh, the most mm. common, isn't it? Um, I'm going to open up another beer. Yeah. I've finished my IPL cashmere and I fancy, I fancy one more beer for the evening. Especially because it's from my new favourite brewery. Oh, the uh, pop- Popples, mate. Popples. Popples. <laughs> uh, no, from Popples. This is the Wheat India Pale Ale. It's 6.8%. 
Uh, and as with the previous beer, doesn't give me any English on no. the bottle. So I can't give you the flavor text. There's a lot of text. There's a ton of text on here. Can't give you any of it. Uh, and I can't really tell you, unlike before where I think with the last one it was like pizza and guacamole and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, even their food pairings, apart from grilled lax. Lax? Lax. It's a fish. Is it? Yeah. And then there looks there looks like a bit of cheese, and there looks like maybe some enchiladas or some fajitas. I mean, the word says Mexicansk, Mexicanskta, so uh, that might be fajitas, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. It's the wheat IPA. It's six point eight percent, sixty IBUs. Oh, fairly bitter. That's all we get. I had a. Uh... The, the goose uh, tail today. Oh yeah, the Goose Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still pretty decent. Mm. Yeah. Nice, nice whip there. Yeah, I I haven't had a, a a Goose Island beer for a while actually. Yeah. Yeah, like because um, we haven't actually talked about it on the podcast, have we? Like Beaver Town. <gasps> I don't yeah. think we've. I don't think. I think it's it's very recent, isn't it? It's only happened mm. in the last, or at least everyone has reacted to it in the last couple yeah. of days, or the news has become um, has been published in the last couple of days. Yeah, I don't think it happened the last time we recorded. Yeah, is it Heineken? We've yes. Got like a minority share now, so, and they're moving into a much, much, much br- bigger um, like brewing plant. Um, it's just outside of London, isn't it? But because they're currently based in around Tottenham, so mm. so yeah, I, I was just about to say like Goose Island is still doing a all right job for me. As long yeah. as Beaver Town go the same way, the quality of the beer still maintains its uh, you know kind of quality. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think we're maybe quite as fervent as a lot of kind of craft beer yeah. people. Because um, we're sellouts and we do the same. Exactly. <laughs> we, as we've as we've spoken about, if someone wants to give me a fucking shitload of money to go and sit on a beach for the rest of my life, I'm going to do it. Irrelevant yes. um, <laughs> uh, of my architectural integrity. Fuck that. I'm off to the beach. Nah. Um, yeah, I, I think for me it's exactly the same thing. If if they're using it, I mean, I think they use the they use the wording that it, it's almost like a bank loan. Mm. Uh, you know, the bank just wouldn't give them that amount of money. Uh, it, they it would didn't have been a lot. Yeah. Yes, and they didn't mm. think they could go kind of the um, you know the Brewdog route and uh, you know get that kind of crowdfunding level and have people kind of involved within that. So they decided that this was obviously the best route for them. Um, yeah. And it remains to be seen what level of involvement Heineken will have if they have zero involvement, which I can't see. Uh, I, I, I can see some kind of involvement. Uh, I mean, n- not just in the um, in the advisory sort of role. Uh, you know, like y- your distribution needs to be this, and we're going to do this for you, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I can see them suddenly getting material. I was going to say materials, ingredients at a, a slightly lower price because they're buying them kind of on mass, maybe 
now. Uh, maybe stuff changes a little, perhaps, because they're getting, you know, they're, they're able to get different ingredients at different times because Heineken are buying them in bulk. Maybe things mix up a little bit in that kind of way. I mean, we, we, yeah. we don't know. We've got no idea whether that's going to happen for months yet. Uh, you know, there's still stock of Beavertown beers out there. And, I mean, at least for me, I'm not going to. If I see a Beavertown beer and I want a Beavertown beer, I'm going to buy a Beavertown beer. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Same here. Um, I think, you know, the big corporations have got a bit more savvy. They, they know that, you know, buying a brewery or just having so many shares in a brewery is, is going to cause some ruckus. So I think. They know to have like minimal in- involvement. I'm I'm sure they're smart enough to see that craft beer isn't such a growing industry. It's like you know, at least over in the states, it, it, it's like twenty percent of the overall market share. I think they know it's growing, and I think they know not to tamper too much mm. nowadays, more so than previously. Because you know, the, these are big corporations for a reason. They got smart people working behind the scenes so I don't think they're going to be too involved I, I mean yeah as you say probably well you say when you say cheaper ingredients I think it's just a case of that they're going to buy up so many you know hop contracts and stuff like that Yeah, it's going to be cheap anyway because mm. economies of scale and sure no one else can afford it anyway. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. And with all the CO2 yeah. being gone, we're not going to have much beer anyway, are we? You're just going to have to drink whatever Beaver Town have got left because no one's making any more beer anyway. I don't know science, but I'm sure I can make my own CO2. My own carbon dioxide. Yeah, everyone have to just have to I, breathe into bottles, right, to give to people. I get the carbon, I get the oxide, I throw some dye in there. <laughs> you get a big spoon, stir it together, and yeah. that's it. That's it. Science. <laughs> yep, done. It's easy. It's pretty easy. Um, are you are you gonna have another beer, Lucy? You drinking your second uh, beer? Yeah. Yes. I was a bit disturbed by this because it's got like a nappy on it, like a, just what a piece of paper that? stuck to the bottom. That's random. It looks like it just from the just from the, the the text on the can. It looks like a patrons, a Northern Monk patrons beer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. um, uh, it's a rhubarb sour. Let me try and find the name. I can never find the name of this. Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Made in the Dark. And the collaboration with is with Lord Whitney. Lord Whitney Houston. It's six percent. Oh, it's eleven point zero one of the uh, Northern Monk Patrons Project. It's typical four hundred forty mil can. Mm. Uh, it's got Huel Melon, Vic Secret, and that's it for the hops. Okay. Oh. It's got some other. Um, I think this is what this thing is down here. The flavor text let me just rip it off well, on a bit of paper stuck yeah, to the it's, bottom it's of the very can strange that does oh, seem odd it's it's, it's, um, it's different it's a different way to deliver your it's it's annoying your flavor like, text i just want it off and i can't peel it off <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's like their own version of a coaster i don't know um special ingredients crackle crystals no idea does that mean is, is that like the 
the thing they put in that Willy Wonka chocolate and made it crackle. Could be. Or it yeah. pops in your mouth. Mm. Ingredients, sugar, glucose, cocoa butter, and uh, long-departed carbon dioxide. Um, suitable for vegetarians. <laughs> Non-GMO, halal-friendly. And that's it, really. So, and that's what, you, that's what the bottom label told you that you had to open? Yeah. It hasn't given you some kind oh, of strange no, no, code or prize to I win? I think there's a crystal meth on the bottom. <gasps> Ooh. This should have been a video podcast. What is it? There's a sachet of Holy white. shit. You've got a load of fucking heroin with it. Don't call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What's going on, Lucy? Shall I tell you about my beer whilst you're yes. determining what you're meant to be doing with any of these bits? Nice. Um, so the popple was the wheat IPA. I mean, you get that wheat mm. instantly. It's got that sweetness to it straight away. Uh, and that, you know, it's unmistakably a wheat beer. I think perhaps uh, almost as with the as with the IPL from Cloudwater, it's got a, a slight viscosity to it. Not not as nowhere near as oh, much really? as the IPL. Just a hmm. very very slight, like creamy. Uh, you know, y- y- yes, yeah, mm. creamy, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is perhaps the the IPA nature to it. It, it kicks out from this wheat and does have a. It, whilst that sweetness and that 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 wheatiness kind of goes through the whole flavour, the the hops do kick in a little, and it's a very a very difficult flavour to kind of describe because that wheat essence to it is kind of clouding everything. That is the the primary flavour that I'm getting through this. Uh, it's a lot more pronounced than a lot of other uh, sort of wheat beers. Uh, you know, a lot of wheat beers kind of they don't they don't downplay the fact that it's a wheat beer, but they mm. they they pull it back a little bit. But this very much hits you with a lot of sweetness. I don't think it's it's you know it's only six point eight percent, so it's not an alcoholic sweetness. It's definitely coming through from that that inclusion yeah. of wheat, uh, but there's a fruity element to it as well, which is maybe what's kind of lifting the intensity of that flavour. I mean, on the note, like that that weakness and that sweetiness, sweetiness that well that <laughs> sweetness plus the fruitiness yeah. does make you. Think of a uh, of like candy, almost. Mm-hmm. It it okay. has that almost. Uh, what is it? I can't remember which hop it is that that this this might have, but it it's got that kind of foam banana taste to it. Okay. You know the, the foam yeah, banana yeah, sweet. Like, it's got yeah. that that kind of it, taste that's to just it. Like, I'd imagine the yeast in it could like be. A lot of, uh, could be whipped beers and stuff like that. They're quite estuary and got that banana kind of. They um, do, yeah. Yeah. Bubblegum kind of, and it it, it definitely has that to it as well, which kind of, mm. you know, which with the wheat, just lifts it to almost like a next level in terms of sweetness. It's a very very sweet beer, yeah. Which which works well for it. It's nice. I'm enjoying it. Um, mm. We'll see by the end of the glass whether I can deal with it. You know, for a whole bottle because uh, it is it is very sweet. I can almost. 
I can almost feel my teeth corroding in my mouth. <laughs> it's not quite that sweet. It's not quite that sweet. Uh, yeah, it's nowhere near. It's nowhere near a Coke. Um, so, what are you doing? Oh god. What are you doing? It. I, I looked on Google. It's not crystal meth. Okay. <laughs> so you, you you're sort of safe. Yeah, because I was like, that's strange. It is crackling candy. Mm. Which it's like. God, it's sticking to my teeth. <laughs> this is not going to get out of my teeth anytime soon. Good job we're not on camera. Are you meant to have a swig whilst you've got it? It said to, to enjoy whiff, not in your beer. Oh, okay. I'm going to pour it in the beer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just have a, maybe have a sip whilst it's in your mm. mouth, rather than putting it in the beer type thing. It's not crackling at the moment. It's just like... Eating pure unadulterated sugar. Oh. You can go to a diabetic coma. Anyway, pour in the beer. <laughs> What's the beer like? After all that, I can't even remember what kind of beer it is. Let me have a look. Yeah, this, was it rhubarb sour? Mm. I thought I had a rhubarb sour earlier. <laughs> you did mention you had a rhubarb yeah. sour earlier. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is a... God knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, it's it's rhubarby. Yeah, coloured. it's got a, a red tinge to it. Yeah, red red hue to it. Um, yeah, orangey red. Nice bit of carbonation. Um, probably about one and a half finger whitehead. Oh yeah, you can. It's, it's very sour. Maybe maybe they gave you that sugary stuff too balance the sourness I don't know I have no idea why they put that on the bottom of the um, can no idea but let me taste it mm. interesting to get a free gift with a beer though yeah it's not that sour okay even having that sweet candy before it's not too sour uh, it, it's more on that fruity side yeah, I definitely had a rhubarb sour. This is very similar. Um, let me, it was a cloud. This is obviously Northern Monk. That that was a cloud water, and it was it was another collaboration beer between cloud water and somebody else. But it's very, very much like what I had earlier. Okay. Um, not too sour. Sweet sweetness balances it out. It's very light. Uh, what was it? Six percent. Yeah. Easy drinking. I prefer this to the um, to the twisted barrel ale sour that I had earlier. Mm. Um, it doesn't have that I don't know herbal medicinal aftertaste that that one had, and this one isn't dry at all. It's it's very easy drinking, but you don't feel inclined to just take another sip straight away. Yeah, oh. that's fair. I imagine it's um, uh, you know with that with that sourness. With a you know when when you get an intense kind of sour, you don't want it to be too dry because you don't want to have to constantly be sort of yeah. supping at it, really. Yeah, having your face just screwed up completely. Yeah, <laughs> just for the the twenty minutes it takes you to drink that beer, just all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's um, that sour beer that I had before. It's called I Still Got It. From Cloudwater. Okay. And the brewery Teru from California. 
Yeah, maybe it was a raspberry, so I don't know. <sighs> raspberry, rhubarb, the both of you we It sounds the same. It's fine. Yeah, the same yeah. thing, fruit. What is maybe. a rhubarb? It's a rhubarb fruit. Um, no. It's a root vegetable. Rhubarb <laughs> is a is. vegetable, definitely. Is it? Yes. <laughs> that can't be fruits, right. Fruits have their seeds Flowers? on the inside. So tomato, okay. tomato's a fruit. The oh, seeds yeah. are on the inside. Where cucumber, the rhubarb cucumber, seeds? it's a fruit. Seeds are on the inside. Hmm. Where are the rhubarb seeds? Rhubarb seeds. Mm, pass. No <laughs> idea. We're not very good at biology. So what are potatoes? Because they are the seed. They grow on. They grow on like. They grow from the trees. Ground. Yeah. They don't grow from trees. <laughs> no, they don't grow from trees. No, you're right. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Plus, bananas. They don't have their seeds on the inside. Or they, they do, do they? What are those little specks? Black specks in, 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 the, in between the flesh? I don't know. I don't know. So, as we kind of, uh, you know, started to talk about earlier, I have actually started Celeste. I played maybe uh, an hour of it, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, I'm on the... Oh, shit. I can't remember the name of the um, the map. Uh, the, like the old ruins. So it's, the, it's kind of like the second map, really. So you've got the city, and then yeah. it's the next one. It's the next one. Uh, it's where like you... The library and stuff? Uh, well, I don't know yet. It's where you encounter your, like, dark self... So you know okay. you've you've got that sudden shift in mechanic where you can um, jump and then um, like what's what Is I don't like know what they call it where you dodge those, um... where you dodge through the block and it takes you all the yeah. way through the block yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so it's that um, I I I mean I think I've uh, when I was running through the first kind of like set of um, set of rooms I picked up maybe like 10 of 20 strawberries but I died I think about 85 or 86 times um, it's I, you know I didn't realise that I'd kind of died that much whilst yeah. I was playing because it you know, instantly restarts you back in that room again mm -hmm. at, the, at the start of the room for you to have to navigate and work out and obviously each room is a kind of like a platforming puzzle room it's very, very compelling to just yeah. play and play and play, uh, and I, I, you know, you've 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 said before how kind of tight the mechanics are in terms of kind of what you're doing and stuff. Mm. So, I, I, you know, I just it it kind of it suddenly got to about one o'clock last night, <laughs> and I was still playing. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I thought I do have to go to bed. I will turn yeah. it off at this point. But yeah, it, 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 it's it's kind of screaming at me to instantly go back to. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those games for me where it's like I just every second I'm not playing it, I'm just thinking about it and just want to go back to it. Yeah, um, what I think is brilliant, especially towards the later levels, um, that you'll notice is that. You can sometimes view what's ahead of you, right? Uh, the obstacles that's ahead of you. I think 
sometimes you can go in like this uh because she's climbing the mountain they have these um little binoculars where you can just basically scan a level see what see what you have to do to get to the next checkpoint mm. <laughs> and it's a case where you look at it and you're like how on earth am i meant to do that that is just ridiculous yeah game you're asking too much of me <laughs> go away and then you start learning and you start figuring out what you have to do and you eventually do it. it's like every single part of that game up to a certain point is like a complete learning curve yeah very again. much yeah and just every time it's a sense of accomplishment and sense of dread at first and then a sense of learning and then accomplishment it's it's so good and mm. i'm still in that kind of place where I don't want to get to the end of the year and think, oh, should I, should Hollow Knight be my game of the year because it's not technically a new game, it's just on a new platform and, oh, Celeste is so good. <laughs> that would still be my number one. I, mean, oh, I might have to go back and play that, some more of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, there's, trying uh, to get more strawberries. There's, there's, a, there's, a, <laughs> there's so much kind of to it, isn't there? There's all the strawberries to kind of collect and I found that I'll... Um, you know, some of the rooms aren't on the on the path to get through the the level. Mm. You know, they're kind of like side rooms, but you'll see that they've got a strawberry in them, and you'll try and do it, and you'll try and do it, and try and do it, and you just won't quite click with what you've got to do. So maybe you come out of that room and you move on to the next one to progress through, rather than just bashing your head against that wall. Yeah, uh, but I've uh, I, that that's definitely happened for me. But I kind of. I feel at the moment like I just want to because you you know you and Sam have spoken about the game you've talked about the you know that that story that is kind of behind it as well mm. that's kind of what I want to experience force, yeah. uh, and pushing me through so actually I'm I'm playing it not to experience every room yeah. and every puzzle that I can uh, and to collect everything but uh, you know and it's compelling pushing me through or pulling me through to you know, progress through the game to experience that story, but oh, yeah. I wonder if don't, it's. Don't it, worry about that. Yeah, I, I gave up on the strawberries in like the first, first yeah, first yeah. world, first level. So it's only when I just couldn't get enough of it and started going back when I started picking up the strawberries. But after one, I was like, oh, I've died ten times. I was like, no, screw you. <laughs> I'm, just I'm going on the main path. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do wonder whether it's that it's kind of compelling enough to. You know, as you've just been saying, to kind of maybe pull you back in and replay those puzzles when they've, you know, gone from your mind a little bit and they're going to be fresh, to go back mm -hmm. and kind of just do those puzzles that you missed out on uh, to get that story, just for uh, you know a, a bigger sense of achievement, I suppose. Yeah, and it's amazing how much you've excelled at the game after going back and picking up strawberries, and it's just like. On the first couple of worlds, it's like I had problems with this. This is mm. so easy, and it's um, and you go back and like I was going back to like speedrun the first world, and it's like at first could never have done that. So it's that whole gradual sense of achievement and learning that's just it's such a good gameplay loop, and it just yeah. keeps you going. And as you say, the you know stories. You know, it's compelling enough for, especially for a platformer, um, just a simple platformer like go A to B. Yeah. And the controls are just oh, they're so good. Mm. Such good controls. It's like 
You only get platformers like this every couple, every five years or something, something this good. Yeah, it's it's yeah. super simple, but it is tight. Yeah. Uh, you know, that jump, that kind of that dodge or propel kind of move mm. that you get, uh, being able dash. to grab onto, yeah, the dash, that, that's, that's a much better word to describe mm. what I said. Uh, and the, the ability to grab onto ledges uh, or walls and move along them like those those that combination that very sort of simple set of, of almost like three moves whether I get more later on I don't know but that kind of that that build on that so you hit a diamond and you're able to dash a second time um, that makes for some very intricate and interesting puzzles to go through even mm -hmm. at this early stage you know I, I come up to a block that moves and actually if you jump at a certain point off of that block when it hits the end you're propelled further with your jump mm. which then will get you to another uh, a wall which you can grab onto you can climb that wall you can then jump off it and dash you then have to land somewhere so trying to figure that out and and work through the the puzzle on each room is really intricate and and I mean, just keep coming back to the word compelling. It wants you yeah. and it draws you to just keep trying again and again and again yeah, until you've very got that. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is very much. I don't think I've kind of felt like this in terms of wanting to constantly try to beat a puzzle since The Witness, mm. really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and. You're absolutely right. It uses those core mechanics, the dash, the wall climb, and all the way up to the end. Um, yeah. It introduces different mechanics, like, as you said, the, um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but the where you can just, you know, teleport through the kind of glowing blob that you're yep. at now. Yeah. And on every world, you'll, you'll experience new mechanics like that, and mm. it just continues to elevate and develop and evolve the gameplay, so it's never becomes stagnant or anything mm. like that and you just as you say compelled to go through that game no matter how many times you bang your head against the wall on a particular part that quick respawn that fact that you write back in it the music's great the aesthetic's great um everything just propels you through that game completely so. um and you know as you say that that uh you know those those kind of three mechanics work when you introduce other things, you're not being asked suddenly to introduce a new move where you have to hold, uh, you know, L2 and press up on the D-pad mm. to do something. It's kind of an environmental difference, which yeah. allows one of those moves that you're doing to change in a certain way uh, and propels you further through. So, yeah, if that continues on, it's 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 that kind of change in terms of uh, you know working through the puzzles and the difficulty and things, I'll be very happy with this game. Very happy with this game. Yeah, and uh, w when it was first getting spoken about back in January, it came out. I think mm. it was January or February. Um, people were you know, like likening it to Super Meat Boy, and I was very hesitant because not only is Super Meat Boy like brutal, yep. I just did not like Super Meat Boy's controls. I thought they were just too floaty and stuff like that. But when I heard about the accessibility con controls and the fact that you can add things like a like double or triple jump or something or yeah you know it makes the game easier i was like okay i have that to fall back on mm. if i if i can't get along with 
what the base game is, and I think that's such an important thing for people who aren't so adept at platformers. Oh, who, definitely, yeah. You know, a bit reticent to play it because they've heard about the difficulty. Um, yeah, the, I I didn't use any of those because mm. I I got through the game fine without them, but the fact that they're there, you know, that, that that's brilliant. It's like, I mean, you can have a game like Cuphead and say, look, you know. You've got to play it in its purest form. This is how we intended it to be made, and everything like that. But, and I respect that. Yeah. I respect that, but um, I also respect people who are just like, we want everyone to play our game. We want everyone to experience mm. it. Completely. Here you go. You know, it's not going to break the game in any single way. It's just going to help guide you through it. And you're obviously going to because there's so many different settings in it. Um, you can tailor it to how you want to. So. It, you can make it absolute cakewalk, or you can just make it just challenging enough mm. for yourself, where you're still getting the challenge, the enjoyment from that, but you're not banging your head against the wall and just rage. Yeah, completely. I think that's the, you know, that's the kind of the uh, a good line to walk for for any game, really. You know, with the absolute shit ton of releases we get week on week on week, there is always something new to play and. You know, really, a game's lifespan either lives or dies within that first week, really, until you put it down and just move on to the next thing. So, for for a game to put in something to maybe help you along a little bit uh, to keep playing, rather than to put it down, because you you know you've you've hit the same puzzle ten times mm. and it's one that would progress you through the story, and you just can't do it. To have that accessibility to be able to just, you know, make it that little bit easier for you makes yeah. a lot of sense because you will continue to play it rather than putting it down and never coming back to it. Yeah. You then experience the whole game. You're more likely to talk to it about your talk to your friends about it uh, to spread the word, which may, you know, may be another sale if one of your other friends picks it up. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. it makes so much sense to open it up to, to mm. people completely. Yeah. Uh, I know that it got a bit of stick for that, though, when it released. That people said, you know, oh, you've, you know, you've gone like fucking baby mode, mate, and they rubbed their neck beards and they cried. I can't, I can't, I can't get on with that kind of thought because it's like it's something like Dark Souls. People praise its difficulties. Mm. I will never play Dark Souls because, yeah. it's like, I don't want that kind of experience. Who knows if I'd be good at it? I doubt it. I sincerely doubt I'd ever be good at that. But it's like, I, and even a game where it's like I was speaking about Hollow Knight, and someone was like, mm. "Oh, I can't beat this bug," and I was like, "Which bug?" Because every enemy in the game is a bug. So I didn't know <laughs> where they were on about, and they were like the first bug, and I was like, "Just keep at it." But it's like there's no like difficulty mode in that, and mm. it's. I don't know. It's. I'm happy when it's there. I'm okay when it's not there. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's fair. I mean, some games, some games don't need that accessibility right. to them because they have that kind of fan base that want it to be, you know, crushing, and as, as brutal as it possibly can be to add to the experience. Yeah. Uh, whereas other games want a you know more accessible fan base uh you know they want people to just play their game and dark souls yeah. is in that mode now that maybe when 
when Demon Souls came out. You know, From Software have made a ton of games. Not all of them have hit. And I don't think Demon Souls, when it came out, hit very big, but it had a very loyal and dedicated fan base cool to it, yeah. which allowed them to go on and say, actually, this formula does work for us. Uh, we want to continue, um, you know, making games like this. So they made they made Dark Souls, and I think they made Dark Souls because the name Demon Souls was tied to PlayStation. They wanted to make it multi-platform, so they decided to create it and call it Dark Souls instead. <laughs> uh, you know, and which obviously yeah. spawned on for Dark Souls Two, Dark Souls Three, sort of thing. But they had their audience, and they played yeah. to that. Uh, and they had a game and a set of mechanics which allowed them to, you know, have a very dedicated and loyal fan base, which I imagine they hit the numbers they wanted to or needed mm. to hit for that to be a, a success in their eyes, to be able to make another one in that franchise. When you have a game like Celeste, which comes from a small studio, was it one guy? Is Celeste one? Was Celeste made from one person? I know it's a very small team. I know it was one... One dude who was like the crux of like the the driving force or, behind yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if um, yeah. So you have Celeste, which comes from a small team, which don't, you know, which which maybe aren't gonna have that that success in it in kind of like a cult following. You have, they have no idea until the game is released. Mm-hmm. People can embrace or completely ignore those accessibility settings, and if people want it to be as the kind of the original intended game and not turn any of those on they can do that just because it's there doesn't take away from their experience of the game you know i I never use that and it's like i'm fine yeah yeah (laughs) it's cool but uh yeah as you say like demon souls never had that kind of traction or Mm. reach that the dark souls game uh, but obviously had a court following and yeah you, you you tailored you know, games to the people who are going to play it at the yeah, end of the day. Like, completely. you have roguelikes, you have, I think, what people affectionately call splatformers, where you're just dying over, you know. <laughs> so it's like people, you know, you will get that audience regardless. Mm. And if you can branch out that audience to more people, fair enough. But yeah. if it's like, we want to give people who like this kind of experience that kind of experience, mm. and power to you. Yeah, completely. I mean, it, 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 Celeste seems like one of those games that I'm, you know, it keeps keeps drawing me back in, and it, I kind of have in the back of my mind when we finished recording that I'm going to go and play Celeste. But with the amount I've drank this afternoon and this evening, that's not a good idea. I think maybe I have to turn on those accessibility things. Maybe they maybe it should just say in front of it for for drunk people. Yeah, and then everyone, no one would mind. No one would care. The drunk say, oh no, I understand skin. that. Yeah, drunk drunk people like playing games too. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they need they need it to be easier. It's okay. But suddenly, mm. when it's a minority, you know, mm. you know, someone that maybe can't, you know, play games as well as other people, suddenly people cry about it. Fucking Why? dickheads. Yeah, accessibility is an important thing. It's like it is completely. Games and, uh, are utilitarian. Everyone yeah, should be able to. We've play. had tons of episodes where we've. Mm you know kind of called people out for being either racist or misogynistic or whatever stop being fucking dickheads (laughs) cry babies god everything's for you fucking but it usually is for you so when it's not for you just be quiet you have all the games that are for you (laughs) this this comes up it almost comes up 
every, every single, single day. fucking day. And it is draining just to see that other article yes. come up and think, who the fuck gives a shit, really? <laughs> yes. Why do you care so much? <laughs> I saw a video today on YouTube about... This is the, the insanity of America, but about a man on a train hmm. calling the my train police, the transport police, <laughs> the because... Train police. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the fuck they are. Because someone was eating a burrito on the train. And a man called up the police and said, this this other man is dining on the train when he shouldn't be dining on the <laughs> this train. This man is hungry. He should just not be hungry just, on the train. Why does that bloke give a fuck? It's, it's just let the man fucking eat. It can be an annoyance, but it's like, why can't you just tolerate that? It's not like oh. he's warming up fish in a microwave <laughs> on the train. It's like, come on now. You know, <laughs> if it's annoyance, turn, you know, tilt your shoulders slightly, turn your head, and it's gone. Yeah, you'll be off that train soon, unless yeah. you're perpetually on that train. <laughs> That's it, forever. Yeah, forever. And that man comes on every hour and just eats a <laughs> new burrito, burrito every <laughs> single time. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I, uh, finishing our Celeste talk, just be nice to each other. Hmm. Yeah. Embrace, embrace, you know, accessibility. Embrace change. Embrace that other people yes. maybe aren't quite as good at you, uh, as good as you at games. Maybe people aren't quite at good at me at speaking about things. But <laughs> not just... everyone started playing games at I don't know two years old or. <laughs> Maybe not everyone has. I've been playing games for at least 12 minutes. And I'm excellent at all of them. Fuck off, mate. You know. Yeah. Maybe someone just likes... Maybe someone... Some old granny out there is called Celeste. She found a game called Celeste. And she started playing it. Maybe she's a mountain. She loves it. (laughs) There was a game that was about a mountain. It was. was, It wasn't called Celeste, though. No. <laughs> That's probably a good place to finish. Yeah. I think um, we both had two beers. Well, we both had more than two beers this evening, but the two, we've had two beers on air this evening. Uh, out of the two that you had, Lucy, which did you prefer? I definitely preferred the second one. Oh, oh. Where's the can? What's its name? What's its name? Which one was it? It was the Northern Monk. Patrons oh, the Patrons. Project. Yes. Yes, the eleven point zero one rhubarb sour, six percent. And it's called Made in the Dark. It was a collaboration with... I don't know why this makes me laugh. Lord Whitney. I don't know who Lord Whitney is. But I just think... I, I, I'd like to think... So there's um there's a, a, there's a gentleman that mm. called Lord Bath. Who, he, he's a lord. Mm. He's called of Lord Bath. Bath. Um, he Bath. lives... Oh, bollocks. What's the fucking safari park called that's West in Midlands? Wiltshire? <laughs> No, um, once in Wiltshire. Fucking Longleat. Uh, he lives right. out by Longleat, and there was a there was a TV series that kind of charted him. He seems like a completely eccentric motherfucker, that on the best in the best possible way. So I would love to think that Lord Whitney is exactly the same. That yes. one day Lord Whitney turned around and went, "I want to make a beer," and just. <laughs> Got in touch with the closest brewery, not even world-renowned Northern Monk Brewery. He just went, what's the closest brewery? Oh, these gentlemen, I'll go and brew a beer with them. They're monks and they're in the north. (laughs) In the north, yes. Good, good. That's what I want him to be. Mm, I'd like to think Lord Whitney is like the 
former mayor of like Canada, which <laughs> would, you know that guy who was like drunk in KFC, speaking of like a Jamaican <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, Rob Ford, the guy that took a load of cocaine all the time. Yeah. That's what I imagine Lord Whitney's like. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Just coked up as fuck while they're making yeah. beer. Like, yeah, mate, put whatever fuck you like. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We have to drop a few Canada references whilst they're dearly departed, Adils. Yes. Dearly departed. Yes, if you've got it, if you've got through this far, listener, he is—he's actually at a wedding. Mm. He's gone. Yeah. He's he's traveling, traveling to go to a wedding. With much better company than us two. Probably, yeah. there'd be a lot more people than just us two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll find someone to have a conversation. Less with. drunk and more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Edo, what do you think about these games? Or, Edo, what do you think about, you know, the world in general at this point in time? What what, what do you think a boot? A boot? A boot? Yes. I don't know whether it's in Canada or not. I don't know whether he's gone back to Canada or not. Has he not? I'm not sure. I'm not Hmm. sure. But at some point he'll be back. (laughs) Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But someday. He's always lurking about. He is, he is. Don't you worry. Um, I had two beers. I realise I haven't told you which one I preferred. Uh, I think I think this week I'm going to go for the cloud water. The the popples, the wheat IPA, it was very sweet, really sweet, and that mm. that worked through all the way. But actually, towards the end of the beer, that started to kind of grate on me a little bit, and it it turned from this uh, you know from this very nice light sweetness, uh, driven by the wheat. Uh, it it kind of got a little bit too sickly towards the end, yeah. Uh, and so. you know, I was I was happy with maybe the first you know three quarters of that beer, and the final the final quarter, maybe the final third, didn't quite do it for me. It was maybe that a little bit too sickly, mm. uh, and was a little bit of a, a push to kind of get through. Whereas the the IPL Cashmere from Cloudwater. Was was a good beer, the, you know, the entire way through the can, through the beer. Uh, it was very, um, very refreshing, very mm. crisp, not clean, but very crisp. It had those elements of uh, of a lager, but it also had that kind of viscosity yeah, and thickness and yeah. the creaminess mm. of an IPA as well. Uh, I, I mean, really well made. Uh, it had some fruity notes to it, not too much maybe some you know some stone fruits which perhaps i'm not the fondest of but that were balanced out very well by the by the maltiness uh by that yeast that was going through it as well uh so very well rounded very well balanced beer that on a day like today was absolutely perfect so uh, the yeah so that one is the um is the standout for me this week yeah it's very good craft lager and yeah, we, don't see, we still don't see enough of those for some reason. No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. Normally, when you get a craft lager, it is. It just doesn't seem very well made. It's kind of um, someone's gone. Oh, let's make a craft lager and just smashed it out. Yeah, I think probably some of the nicest craft lagers that I remember that stick to my mind are obviously Brewgooder. Yes. Like a very nice, light, clean. Oh, lager. that's that's. Such an easy drinking beer. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Forty Foot Brewing Company. Um, Ooh. 
Uh, they have like just 330 mil cans, just pure silver cans. Mm. You can't miss them. 40 foot. Um, yeah, they do the nice. They do very very nice lager. But yeah, it, it's it's just if I can remember which ones that I like the best, it's clearly not enough for them. Oh yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, considering like so, like obviously, you know, commercial beers, all of it's lager. Yeah. You know, craft brews beat them at their own game. Mm. Make good lagers. I, I don't know anything about beer. Is it that hard to make? Are they hard to make on a scale? Uh, you know, large scale. I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be a reason behind it, surely. Um, um, yeah. We'll get someone on from yeah. Heineken or Beavertown to yeah. tell us about it. You know, I know one is high fermentation, one's low fermentation. Don't know which <laughs> ale and lager. I don't know which. I'll what say. What about sour? I, oh God, really? Ben, you, just, <laughs> you just you just get a rhubarb, crack open Smash its seeds. It to pieces. <laughs> yep. A uh, root vegetable rhubarb. Swirl it around. <laughs> Drain all of Beer its glass. liquid. Leave it out mm. in the sun for a little bit to ferment really yep. quickly and you're done. <laughs> Get some water from Buxton. Throw it in a glass. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Buxton batch. Good. So, I think that's our beers. That's our games. If people want mm. to talk to you, Lucy, uh, to tell you how beer is brewed... How do they do that? Lager specifically, how do they do so? Uh, yeah. I was about to say text me, but that's not the right thing. <laughs> tweet. Tweet me on the Twitter sphere. At Tanked at Lucy. Yeah, honestly, tell me how to make beer, because I have no idea. <laughs> I read so many things like about beer, and it's just science. We don't know anything about science. That's a problem. I yeah. can't grasp. We had that. We had that conversation concept. about our poor level of science earlier, didn't we? So, yeah. yeah, the carbon and the dye and the oxide, mm, um, and the spoon, <laughs> staring away. <laughs> um, where else? Juicy loose nine on Xbox, PlayStation, and Untapped. I changed it to Juicy Ooh, loose nine on okay. Untapped. At least I think I did. To make it easier for everybody. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where can people get you and our dearly departed Adil? Ooh, so um, as a collective for everybody, you can get us at tanked up underscore cast on Twitter. You can email us if you really want to, tanksupcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to get me, I am at nova underscore 47 on Twitter and on PSN. Oh, and on Steam, actually, as well. Um, yeah. If you want to get a deal, he is at the Omniarch. He is indeed. On all of the things except Twitch, and I can't remember what the Twitch one is to tell you what it is Twitch. for his classic. He, he twitches? He twitches. Well, he, he has twitched. Just the quick sort of shoulder and head <laughs> movement. Um, there's maybe an underscore in there. But he's, he's not playing games. He's at a wedding, so don't go to Twitch because he's not playing yeah, any games. He's, so he's it doesn't a busy, really busy matter. Man. He's a busy guy. Mm. Uh, what else is there? Go to outoflives.net. There's lots of other podcasts, including the self-titled Out of Lives podcast, which we've relaunched. Uh, which again. I, which again, which I'm on, uh, <laughs> which I now time. feature on, which is now uh, Scott, Mr. Moody, and myself talking. Oh. 
mostly about games because E3 happens. You know, it's it's you know E3 doesn't just happen for that week. It happens for about six weeks, two weeks prior, two weeks during, and then two weeks after as well. Really. So we've just had an episode um, discussing the games that we enjoyed, the things that we uh, liked, our standouts from the uh, from the show. Uh, I think we did about three games each, which we kind of did a little okay. bit more of a deep dive into um, to discuss and go over. So I think I could probably guess what yours are. Oh, go on, do listeners. it, do it. Doom. No. Doom wasn't there because I Get didn't. Re- we didn't really see enough for me to kind of talk about it for more than thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't remember what mine were actually. Two for all three of Hitman them. Two. Hitman Two well, was one of the listeners. will just have to find out. All right. So you've got Hitman Two. Go, go to Out of Lives to see what the other ones were. Uh, Moody and Scott's were were different as well. Uh, and you know, we we just had a general conversation around each of those games to kind of discuss what was going on with them, what we thought about them, what we liked about them, maybe what we disliked about them as well. Uh, and Out of Lives will be a little bit different to how it was previously. It's not going to be this is the news, this is what we think about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus in on a topic each episode, and that's kind of going to be the driving force behind what we're doing. And it's going to include it, it developers' interviews and things like that as well, which we've got oh, kind of in cool. the pipeline. So. Yes, so it's it's kind Scott of expanding a little bit. Interviews. He is very, very good. good. Yeah, Scott mm. is Scott now has those interviews. So yeah. we should be doing that a little bit more. So go to outoflives.net, look out for that as well. And loads of other articles, loads of other podcasts that you can listen to and enjoy. Also go to Facebook. There's been a lot of stuff on the Out of Lives Facebook page, including videos, and you can see my face all of the time if you want to. Um, and I'm currently going through a bank of different topics I'm going to cover because I'm going to do a video each week which you know which talks about a different topic which might be newsworthy it's maybe mm. something that we're taking out of the out of lies podcast and pushing into the video sphere yeah. uh, rolling but, it out yeah exactly a little mm. bit more monologue perhaps mm. it's just going to be me there's not going to be anyone else bouncing off of me yeah. so that's just going to be my thoughts to that old on man well, that's what it's going to be. Like, have you heard about this new game, Fortnite? I don't know what's going on, but a lot of stuff's going on. Back in my day, they spelled Fortnite with a G and a H. Exactly. Back in my day, we had a wheel and a stick. It was a roll down the street. You used to chase it. It was brilliant. Back in my day, we used to build real houses, not the ones in video games. <laughs> and I was an architect back in my day. Back in my day, everyone built everything out of asbestos, and everyone's fine. Everyone's fine because of asbestos. It's okay. (laughs) It's all right. Don't worry about it. There are no load-boring walls in that game. (laughs) That's what I should do. That's what my video should be about. Just ripping apart architecture in games. That would actually be... I think you'd find quite a... Big niche audience. A big niche audience. (laughs) Bigger than tanked up. Oh yeah. Is that what I should move into? Yeah, no, I honestly think you would. Oh. I think you'd find quite a big audience for them. Oh shit. New Why idea. This house in, yeah, I think that's a pretty good new idea. New idea in the world. Why the gone home house is uh, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, why, like why, yeah, exactly. Gone home, dear Esther. There's loads of fucking houses which don't... Dear Esther does kind of work. It does kind of work. But then, again, 
That's, <laughs> that's me being able to discuss it. That's a future mm-hmm. talk, maybe. If you go mm. to the Facebook page, Out of Lives, and look for it in the future. But click like or follow or whatever the fuck you do on Facebook. I don't know. That would be so... Oh, it's crackling now. <gasps> well, the candy? Yeah. It's suddenly kicked in. One. Yeah, this, this is the first bite. I've had three bites and this is the first one that's crackling. Holy shit. Oh, you like liked, you liked that beer the best anyway, but so that, I suppose yeah. that doesn't change which Extra beer treat. wins. But does that does that add to it at all? It's just a nice aftertaste. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's fine. Yeah, cool. it's crackling. I can Excellent. Hear it. Let's let's let <laughs> we're gone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ah. <laughs> 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 huh. I'm glad it actually worked for you. Yeah, literally the last the last part I had ate it all. This is the only one. Only part that started crackling. S- still shaking that little baggie at me. <laughs> still looks <laughs> a little bit dodgy. <laughs> <laughs>